Welcome back to McLean's on the Hill. I'm Cormac McSweeney, Parliament Hill Bureau Chief for City News and Rogers Radio. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau must have thought that it would be an unambiguous moment of celebration. Earlier this week, he stood in the sunshine on Wellington Street, just across from the Parliament buildings, and announced that the vacant former U.S. Embassy building there would be turned into a center for First Nations, Métis, and Inuit people. This is your space. We want you to decide how best to use it in order to serve your communities. But, as is so often the case when it comes to Indigenous politics and policy, the moment turned out to be a bit more complex. For starters, a group of Indigenous architects doesn't like the idea. For some insights into why Trudeau's plan to create an Indigenous centre on Parliament Hill is being met with mixed response, McLean's Ottawa Bureau Chief John Geddes interviewed architecture professor David Fortin of Laurentian University in Sudbury, Ontario. Born in Calgary and raised in Saskatchewan, Professor Fortin is of Métis ancestry and he's a member of the Royal Architectural Institute of Canada's Indigenous Task Force. Professor Fortin, I think some people hearing that you and and some other people involved in an Indigenous Task Force on Architecture don't like the idea of the former U.S. Embassy Building 100 Wellington uh, being a centre for Indigenous uh, I guess an indigenous center of some sort don't like the idea are going to be surprised because it's it's a quite a famous building. The location is obviously magnificent right across from Parliament Hill. It seems like a like a, a real gift. Can you just sketch for people what what the objection is about? Well, the objection objection certainly isn't about the the gesture. You know, the the gesture itself is uh, welcomed in the sense of the government making a. Uh, I guess a recognition of the importance of the relationship between nations, right? This nation-to-nation uh, kind of geography that could happen there is uh, is potentially very powerful. That and idea that, of, of, sorry if I can interrupt it for a minute, but that idea of the a new Indigenous centre sort of directly facing the Peace Tower, facing Parliament, there's a kind of an interesting symbolism there, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think all Indigenous people would say that that's probably long overdue, this idea of a prominent position on Parliament Hill for Indigenous peoples to, to know that that's a place, uh, a kind of center for them to inhabit within within our capital city. So I think the, the, the gesture itself is, is to be commended and, and would be applauded. But um, the reality of it being, uh, well, there's a couple of factors for me. One is the building itself. Um, if you look at the building itself, um, the the initial intent for that building, regardless of its style for a second, is, is based on the idea of an embassy, meaning it was there to house guests uh, from other countries into, into Canada. Um, from an Indigenous perspective, even that in itself, to then uh, have the United States move out of that space and then have uh, Indigenous community people move into a space designed for guests, uh, that, that sort of, it doesn't really... Um, it's not consistent with the indigenous peoples of this place. In, in they're, not they're not guests. They're not guests. They're not ambassadors. And so it's a funny relationship of an embassy turned into now house uh, indigenous, you know, cultural uh, uh, content. Uh, that's the first kind of step of it for me. But the second part is the building itself. And so, you know, again, design, as, as we put out in the press release, the 
the building was designed in, in this Beaux-Arts tradition, which is really a kind of uh, extension of, of Italian Renaissance architecture, uh, and, and which became part of a, um, a colonial, um, you could say a colonial fingerprint in North America, right? And that's something the, the American uh, government really embraced in part of their, their form of democracy. And if, if you kind of think about that for a second, uh, and so that building becomes a kind of extension of that into Canada. And, you know, Canada's own parliament buildings were intentionally designed not to be of a classical architecture because of Canada wanted its identity not to be sort of, uh, you know, uh, a mere image of what would, was happening south of the border. Just, so just, just if I can interrupt again, so this is rude for people who don't know the building, the the American, the former American embassy building, 100 Wellington, it kind of has pillars and a classical, I think it's called Palladian, a uh, sort of look that is yeah. that, that, that we associate very much with Washington, right? So that's the that's the distinction that you're you're painting here. Correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so when the Canadian government uh, was originally in design discussions and all the ideas surrounding, for instance, our own parliament buildings, mm. it was a distinct choice not to have uh, the American style kind of reflected in our building. That's why we ended up going more towards a Gothic yeah. architecture. So if you think now of, of this idea of, of national identity um, being linked to architecture and now saying that an indigenous national identity should be housed within a building with not only not a Canadian, you know, Canadian Gothic interpretation, yeah. but an American European classical architecture, it's 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 antithetical to what Indigenous people value. Mm -hmm. So it's it's and, and aside from just the aesthetic, if you, if you look at the buildings of those types, it, you know, they're 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 stone facades with punched windows, which more than likely often indicate that there are small rooms, individually privatized rooms. Often yeah. there's a hierarchy to these spaces, meaning like, you know, like the, the there's a hierarchy to the people inside the buildings and decision-making, whatever it is. And that in, in itself, so the division of spaces within the building are probably antithetical to the way that indigenous space would have been used for for uh, governance and, and community gatherings. So there's really nothing about the building that would, would reflect Indigenous people in any meaningful way, and there's really been a long tradition in in in, in, in colonies around the world of of you know the the governments finding places to put Indigenous people, whether that be you know the reserve land the reserve lands, which can be controversial, and right down to within communities of community centers. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of controversy over some of the spaces that Indigenous people have been shoved into in the past. So. Um, while the gesture is good, the, the actual move involves a much greater conversation and discussion about, you know, what can, what can happen with that site and is that building really the right choice? That was Professor David Fortin, the incoming director of the McEwen School of Architecture at Laurentian University in Sudbury, Ontario. Well, that's it for this week's episode. For more of your politics and power, join us next week on The Hill.